Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home The semifinals of the FCS playoffs are coming to Montana for the first time in more than a decade. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Saturday night in Huntsville, Texas, the Montana State Bobcats pulled off an upset for the ages, toppling top-ranked, top-seeded, and undefeated Sam Houston in resounding fashion. MSU freshman quarterback Tommy Malott caught a touchdown, threw a touchdown, and rushed for two more scores as Montana State surged to a 28-0 lead early in the second quarter on the way to a 42-19 victory. The win helps Montana State sew up a bid in the semifinals of the playoffs for the second year in a row. It also means that MSU will host South Dakota State in the first semifinal playoff playoff game at Bobcat Stadium since 1984. The state of Montana has not seen a Final Four game since Montana defeated App State in overtime in 2009 to advance to the title game. MSU's victory marked the first road FCS playoff win in program history. It also marked the first time Sam Houston has ever lost a home game in the postseason and snapped a 22-game winning streak for the Bearcats dating back to their undefeated spring season that saw Sam win their first national title. And finally, Friday in Harrisonburg, Virginia, the Montana the Grizzlies ran into a buzzsaw. James Madison scored on a pair of big plays in the first half while knocking out Grizz quarterback Cam Humphrey before cruising to a 28-6 victory over UM. Montana's season ends with a 10-3 record. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. What up, Montana? Welcome back. It's Nuana's Now. Hope you're having an outstanding Monday. 
do a little Spotify rap, Coulter Duana's edition. They always wrap it up for you. It's so funny, the things that have an influence on you. One of my favorite parts about working at Missoula Broadcasting Company as a whole is our sister stations, like the Trail 103.3, which is absolutely one of the great radio stations on the earth. Shout out to those guys. They do awesome stuff. But this John Lee Hooker tune, they turned me on to this. The best part about working here, though, is when you get a song like this that's a little old school that maybe you weren't that familiar with until you heard it on the trail, well, you can go ask Robert Chase, and he's like a walking encyclopedia. He is the uh, program director at the trail. He's got so many stories from his 40-plus years in radio and doing music. It's just a true pleasure working with him, and, and uh, very funny. Missed anything in the first hour? Our good buddy Riley Corcoran is not here. He's in North Carolina getting a uh, award. At least we hope so. He's a finalist for a Broadcaster of the Year award, so hopefully he brings home some hardware. But Andrew Houghton joined me. Coulter Nuanas. We also heard from Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach, as well as Tommy Mallott and Daniel Hardy from the Bobcats. We also heard from Bobby Houck, Montana head coach, as well as Dylan Cook and Jace Lewis from the Grizz. You can find all that in the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, Blackfoot Communications, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Our good buddy Marty Morningway, he's out today. He'll be back uh, after the new year because this is our last week of Nuanas Now for 2021. So the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. We're going to talk some NFL later on this week, maybe a little bit here in this second hour, but we're going to keep talking about this FCS quarterfinals round that included Montana losing 28-6 to to James Madison Friday night in Harrisonburg, Virginia, as well as Montana State posting a 42-19 victory in Huntsville, Texas over Sam Houston. We're going to do that with my good buddy who joins us now on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. He's Ty Gregorak, longtime college football coach in the state of Montana. Now, a guy that joins us every week, either on the Big Sky Breakdown or here on Nuanas Now. Coach Ty, what's your Spotify rap look like? What kind of music could you listen to in 2021? Uh, well, Coulter, I'll listen to basically anything except like hardcore, crazy rap that you can't understand them and hardcore metal that you can't understand them. So, Pretty much everywhere in between, I'm good. I mean, I love I love old school rock. I love, you know, from U2 to Korn to Metallica to George Strait and everywhere in between. I, you know, and now I'll say this: since having a six and an eight year old, oh yeah, uh, I li- I listen to a little more Megan Trainer than I'd probably like to. <laughs> um, I don't know, Astronaut in Ocean or some song that's out right now, My Son Loves, uh, a lot of Ed Sheeran. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's I, my kids, they're kids, you know, and so they're, that's obviously what's hot right now, I guess. I mean, when, when, when my uh, when my when my boy gets in the car for school and, like, requests Post Malone, uh, I know that it's almost 2022 and, and this is life these days, so... Uh, not necessarily my deal, but whatever they like, man. Whatever they like. This is all football all the time. Presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine have been locally owned and operated for more than 50 years. You can visit brettsrv.com or swing by 4800 Grand Creek Road here in Missoula. They have four locations throughout the Northwest. Ty, I want to start with uh, a couple things that went down there outside of the FCS playoffs just because I think that there's a couple things in the coaching carousel, which you and I continue to talk about here as well as um, on the Big Sky Breakdown, that went down that has uh, some ramifications for some guys that we know as well as uh, just the Big Sky Conference in general. So here's four things that are going on right now in the coaching world. First and foremost, Ken Wilson, who was a finalist at Montana State, formerly the linebackers coach at Oregon, 
He ends up not getting the job. Brett Vegan gets the job. There's a lot of, you know, hearsay about maybe all of the whys, but that's not relevant right now. Ken Wilson, though, hired as the head coach at Nevada. Also at Kansas State, where um, Chris Kleiman has been since winning four championships in five years at North Dakota State, he hired Courtney Messingham, who was formerly at Montana State when you were on staff at Montana State. Well, Messingham out at Kansas State. The rumor is maybe Tim Polasek, who's another guy who was involved in the Montana State coaching search, might be the next OC at K-State, so we'll see. And then Idaho State, Charlie Raggle, former special teams coordinator at Cal, hired another guy that was mentioned uh, before the Bobcats went with Brent Vegan. And then at the University of Idaho, nobody has been hired yet. So uh, interesting. Don't need to spend too much time on it, but just your thoughts on some of those uh, connections to the big sky and the coaching carousel. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like we talked about last week, it's it's uh, it's not even close to being done. I mean, it's just a trickle-down effect from, you know, a Power 5 school like Oregon, um, you know, an entire staff being whacked. We haven't even got to Black Monday yet when the NFL, a lot of those guys will sadly lose their job. Um, yeah, there's just, there's so much moving and shaking in football anymore between the transfer portal, which I know we're probably going to hit on, but... Kids come and go, coaches come and go. Like, like you genuinely, and I used to tell this to kids in recruiting, like genuinely pick the university because of the university. Like, this is where I want to go to school. This is where I want to play football. This is where I want to get an education. And then obviously the social aspect because, my goodness, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's such funky times, culture, that you're almost going, okay, does this thing need to be reevaluated? I mean, I, I just, I, I personally don't get it anymore. I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, I, th- I mean, college football, I will say this, college football is an evolution. I mean, between sure. re- rediscussing the, you know, the playoffs, they're going to gonna have to probably expand now that people are, are hungry for more and, and that you're seeing your first group of five team get into the, the, the playoff. Um, you know, with the name image likeness stuff, uh, you know, you almost, I don't know, it's so unorthodox and outside the box culture, but you you almost wish the NCAA would, you know, hire, uh, if they're going to hire and fire coaches, that, that they that they at least had to let the coach stick out, say, a three-year contract or right. a four-year contract. And then the same, same is true with kids. All right, when I was coming up, culture, if you wanted to transfer, if you wanted to transfer, in the same division, if it was in your league, you lost two years of eligibility. Right. If it was if it was outside your league, you lost one year of eligibility. And then, obviously, if you wanted to transfer down a level, uh, you, you you could play right away. Well, I mean, not now. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I'm sorry. I, I'm not even answering your question. <laughs> I'm, bu- I'm, bu- I'm bummed to see Courtney Messi. Courtney's a friend. He's a good coach. And I know, I mean, that's got to be hard because I know him and Kleiman go back. And For sure, since they were like in middle school, right? That's always awkward. Right, right. So I mean, that can't that can't be a. It can't be easy uh, for for their families and their wives. I'm assuming your friends and blah blah blah. You know, I, I personally thought they should get, should have given Fendog uh, at Idaho State one more year, mm-hmm. um, just because you know I think they were just decimated and. And again, I, I don't. I can't look at that program and go, okay, show me all the things that you're doing to help your coaching staff, uh, you know, get over the hump. I just don't see that. Uh, Idaho, I, I, I got to believe. I mean, you and I have talked. That should be 
somewhat of a sleeping giant if they can ever get some juice and yep. and, and get a get a coaching staff in there that you know the kids in that area want to go play for Idaho again because again as you and I were coming up Idaho even before Idaho made the move Idaho always had good coaches they had good qu- quarterbacks in particular I mean that, that was a good program I mean mm-hmm. it's it's got a cool little niche there I mean I know you're eight miles from Pullman but it's a good school a lot of kids from that area go to that school a lot of a lot of my friends and, and even family uh, went to that my, my grandpa played football back in the early 50s back back there you know so um but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's Coulter. It's just begun, though. That's the thing. That's right. Every day, every day, you're going to read about this guy's going here. This guy's getting fired. This guy's adding this guy to this staff. And I mean, these dang stabs anymore are so big, and that's kind of the Nick Saban effect. I mean, there's 50 people on a football staff anymore. You know, so I mean, shoot, shoot. I <laughs> I had forgotten this, but I mean, Mark Orfei is at Alabama as a you know <laughs> right. analyst or whatever. I mean, it's like. Right. You know, I just there's so many dang positions. Uh, if you want to keep doing it, to, to to keep coaching ball, even if you do lose your job. Ty Gregorak joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. We're going to come back to this because a couple of the best specialists, Cody Williams from Portland State, Brian Buschini from Montana, into the NCAA transfer portal. They are among about a half a dozen all league players but also about 70 guys from the Big Sky Conference so far in the portal. We're going to come back to that, though, in about half an hour. Ty, let's start with the weekend that was, though, and let's start with the team that's still alive, the Montana State Bobcats. I know that this group, the guys that are the seniors, uh, certainly a special place in your heart because you helped recruit some of these guys and you were a coach at Montana State while these guys were coming up. And uh, it's been a tumultuous couple of years, from losing to North Dakota State in 2019 to all of the narrative about Troy Anderson and what was going to happen with him, whether it was position or health or if he was going to stay to then a pandemic to then a head coaching change and a realignment of a lot of coaching duties amongst the staff, even if some of them were retained to then some pressure coming into this year. But now here we are and Montana state has one big game after big game with the exception of the big game that they played in Missoula and the Bobcats are an 11 win squad into the semifinals for the second year in a row after knocking off the top seed in Sam Houston. So, uh, a pretty oppressive run for these guys, particularly because they had to overcome the adversity of losing the Grizz, losing their starting quarterback. But here we are, boom, back to back victories in MSU in the Final Four. It's a, it's an unbelievable story, and um, to think that you know they started the regular season with with a tough loss. And then they ended the regular season with a shellacking to their rival. Uh, in my mind, that that bye week, earning that that uh, top eight seed was huge. Uh, for a variety just, of reasons. Just a, just a fr- well, yeah, I mean, just for, for a variety of reasons is right. I, they got to freshen up and get some dudes back. And you could tell, I mean, the season is long and kids get banged up and, I just, it, it's remarkable to think that three weeks ago they were getting pummeled in Missoula and then did what they did to the defending national champ who hadn't lost a game in over two years. Uh, I mean, that, they, it was, I mean, that, it, it was unbelievable to see. And, and a couple of things that stand out is just, I mean, some of the creativity offensively w- w- was pretty cool, you know, whereas, as, you know, just a fan, you're sitting there going, well, shoot, where's that been? I mean, that, 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 what, what a great play call. You know, that, that, that looks good. Defensively, unbelievable to see Isaiah Fonse. You, you and I have talked throughout throughout the year. You know, could he potentially be 
known as, as the best running back to ever come through Montana State. I think he's putting his stamp on the program and has. I mean, the guy just the guy just uh, got the rushing record. He's tied, I think, for most 100-yard games. I mean, the kid is just a stud. To see Lance McCutcheon have a 1,000-yard uh, receiving year, you know, is kind of a gawky, you know, we knew he was long and athletic, but, you know, he, he's just developed into a prime-time first-league all-big-sky player who just surpassed 1,000 yards. I mean, I think, I think I read in one of the articles he's one of six guys to do that or that's something right. like that now in, yeah. in, program, in program history. Yeah, I mean, in program history, that's incredible. Tommy Malott, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming Grizz fans are like, ah, we never wanted that kid anyway. I bet they I bet they wish he had touchdown Tommy now, you know. So that kid is uh, that kid is just fun to watch. Again, I've said it the last couple of weeks. It's been fun to see the way the team just has rallied around this guy. Willie Willie Patterson has played the best football late in the season uh, of the season because he really started out kind of shaky a little bit throughout the season. I mean, just he looked. You know, just catching punts looked unnatural, and, and just certain things you're like, God dang, Willie P. What, you know, what's going on? You've been in the program forever. Um, and then, and then obviously defense. Going back to the defense, just overcoming, you know, the loss of Chase Benson and Ty Okada, and seeing Daniel Hart. Hey, hey Coulter, uh, at the uh, at the Heisman at the Heisman Trophy, there's going to be a, a defensive end from Michigan who has 14 sacks. He, he's up for the Heisman Trophy. And Daniel Hardy got his 14th sack on Saturday. That's remarkable, all right. And so the the, the kind of career he's put together as a Bobcat, it, it, it's insane. And then and then finally, you know, just just what you were saying about all the the question marks and this and that and the coaches moving and we're going to hire a young OC and a lot, lot a lot of question marks. They are 60 minutes away from going to compete for a national championship, and they get him in Bozeman. I mean, I, the, the, you just gotta. I mean, don't no, the, South Dakota State's good. I mean, I'm telling you, South Dakota State might be the best team in the country. One, one, first, no question. I, I would uh, say no question, but it's definitely in the conversation for sure. Well, just just but the way they have performed, having to go on the road. Like I was watching the Villanova game. There was never a doubt in my mind, Coulter. They, they're just a tough-minded, tough coach. They play tough, and you could just see them keep chipping and keep hammering away. And next thing you know, it, it's not even a game there uh, towards you know in the, in the fourth quarter. So. I love the matchup. I think I think I think Bobcat Stadium will be electric. I really sure. do. I think you know. I, I just I think it, it, the stars need to align, man. I mean, this, this this game and this you know the way the playoffs are. You need to coach well. You need to play well, and you need a little bit of luck. And those things have happened. And like I said, they what an opportunity to return to their first national championship since 1984. Ty Gregorak joining us. It's all football all the time. Presented by. Brett's RV and Marine, the largest RV and boat dealership in five states. Brett's family has owned Brett's RV and Marine since 1967, offering exceptional service for 54 years. Swing into one of their four locations around the Northwest. And Ty, the, the, the perseverance of the group is the thing that's the most striking. Injuries are a part of football, and they're definitely a part of a narrative of a football team as well. And I think it's uh, sort of silly when you're analyzing weighing one team's injury situation over another because there's so many different ways that it can go. Uh, but regret, regardless, uh, Montana State, Chase Benson, one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league, went down on the first defensive series against Sam Houston, and Montana State didn't miss a beat. Their defensive line was still overwhelming. Then you have Ty Okada, uh, who's probably uh, one of the most important players on the Bobcat defense in all-league safety. He goes out. 
Rylan Hart comes in, he doesn't miss a beat. And Troy Anderson, then he hurts his shoulder. It was pretty clear that he was playing with a dead arm for most of the second half, but he won't even come out of the game. He was pushing the trainers away and saying, I got this, and just biting his lip and playing through it. I don't know if it's smart for his long-term future or his overall health, but damn, you got to rep- you got to respect that kid for how much toughness uh, he has shown. And uh, Montana State, they look like a team on a mission. I think that the Tommy Mallott element of this, I think that the people that are affected the least by Matt McKay's transfer are the guys in that locker room. Because you can tell they're playing their asses off for Tommy Mallott. They have a lot of respect for him as a player. And uh, he certainly is a leader that they've needed at that position for a long time. Amazing it took them this long to figure it out. But the fact is, he's two for two. He's two and oh in the playoffs after never having started a college football game in his career. And, uh, you know, South Dakota State is a very good team. The home field advantage will be a factor on Saturday. But if you're at this point, if you're the Cats, injuries aside, narratives aside, coaching changes, all this stuff, quarterback situation, all of it aside, you're already playing with house money. You are already right on the precipice of breaking through and, and finally getting back to a national championship game. So when it gets down to the Final Four, now it's anybody's game. You've already won a couple games to give you all the confidence in the world. So to me now, semifinals, any of these four teams can win it all. No, I mean, no, no question. And it's, I mean, honestly, when you, when you just, like, throw it on paper, MSU on paper might look like the worst of the four. But all those things you're talking about, and especially having to come, and it's going to be chilly. Not that not that South Dakota State's not used to that, but I just feel like I, I don't know. South Dakota State is tough. They've been battle tested. They play in the Missouri Valley. They've had to go on the road the last couple of weeks, and they've won. So from that regard, and the shoot, the last time they were here, we had one heck of a contest with them, and they won. You know, so a lot of a lot of those uh, young men on that team have been to Bozeman a few years ago if they were youngsters. Um, I'll say this, and this is not to take anything away from the Cats and what they did on Saturday, but you could tell, and, and, I, and, I, and I think their coach, uh, you know, you never want to make excuses, but that was like their 22nd game since February. That's right. You know, they, 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 they could, they, you could just tell they, they didn't have any, anything left. And I'm not taking anything away from the Cats, man. That was a, they dominated that football game on the road in Huntsville against the number one team in the country. So that is not a knock against them, but you could just tell that team had nothing left or their want to wasn't there or <laughs> them moving up or their coach, you know, always being rumored to be leaving. And, but it was, uh, I, I like this matchup again, the stars have kind of aligned. They, they, they've done all the right things. Don't get me wrong. They're coaching well, they're playing well. Uh, they're getting turnovers when they need to, obviously an offensive output, but like that one, uh, was phenomenal. You're getting some defensive uh, scores. I mean, it's just they got to do it for one one more week uh, in the present, and then hopefully with a win, a few more weeks down the road. And what a, what a remarkable story it would be in in this part of the country. What a remarkable story it would be is right. If Tommy Mallott is the guy who helps lead Troy Anderson and company to a, a national championship, if that scenario played out, which there is still. So much work to do. It's crazy how much work Montana State's already done and how much work there is left to do. But that would be one of the all-time great stories uh, in the Big Sky. It would be epic. South Dakota State at Montana State. Noon kickoff. You find that game, ESPN2, on Saturday. But first, what else is new? A semifinal game at the Fargo Dome. North Dakota State, who cruised again past East Tennessee State, they host a semifinal game against James Madison. The Dukes take out Montana 28-6 to Friday night, Harrisonburg, Virginia. And, Ty, 
Uh, we're going to hash this one out a little bit more in a minute after we take a break, but just your general thoughts going into the break just about uh, the Grizz because uh, it was uphill sudden already. I thought the talent gap was pretty apparent out the gates from the Dukes, but Montana hung for the first eight, 20 minutes of this game, but then with Cam Humphrey and Sammy Kim on the sideline, uh, Montana didn't really have an, a chance to really manufacture any sort of points, and it all amounted in a loss that I think – Ends a great year that also left disappointment because the Grizz were so good in certain ways. So what did you think of just the end of Montana's season? Well, let, let me start off by saying what a great year, Coulter. You know, people get spoiled with, you know, being a fan and they're thinking they got ownership in, in a team. That team just finished 10-3. and three. They were one of the last eight teams remaining in the United States at the FCS level. They beat the University of Washington early in the year, well, to start the year. Uh, they had they had a they had a great season, right? They lost to um, they lost to the outright defend, uh, outright Big Sky champ. They lost to uh, uh, who else there in, in the middle? Uh, Eastern Washington, another top they eight team. To East, yeah, East Eastern, another another one of the best teams in the country on the road at night, late, and then and then they they lost to you know James Madison just looked different, and I think I think if anything. You know, a couple things. One, you can't go to the quarterfinals and, and, and put up two field goals. That's right. Two, the way the way the season, especially in the middle of the season, when the injuries really started happening, is, is essentially how the season ended. You lose your starting quarterback. You lose your best receiver. The defense is going to scrap to the best of their ability. But, you know, they, they, they've been scrapping all year. And I think that it, it, it was a buzzsaw. It, it was a buzzsaw in a... In a Tough way to finish the year, but at least they were there. There's a lot of schools that were wishing they're one of the last eight teams remaining and, and playing on national TV. And but no, I mean uh, uh, it's tough. And I, I, I think I think maybe if you look at the game, you say, okay, if we want to take the next step, if we want to get past the quarters, here's what we got to do. We got to we got we got to be. You, can you still hear me, Coulter? I still got you. Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say. We, we've got we've got to get an elite quarterback again. We've got to get, we've got to get a dude behind the center that's a dude. We have got to get dominant up front again on the offensive side of the ball. When we had our best teams, we had dudes that would want to kill you if they could, and just nasty, filthy offensive linemen. And I think you know defensively, I know they're going to have to pass some holes, but I mean those guys scrapped all year and. I, I'm not taking a knock on the on the offense, but I just like the culmination of the season in that game, injuries, offensive output, you know, and, and the defense just finally wearing down. Ty Gregorak, Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. More on the FCS playoff results from the weekend, where the Grizz go from here, as well as a discussion about the state of college football, particularly when it comes to the elusive, the mysterious transfer portal. Keep it right here. 102.9 FM, ESPN Missoula. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. 
The semifinals of the FCS playoffs are coming to Montana for the first time in more than a decade. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Saturday night in Huntsville, Texas, the Montana State Bobcats pulled off an upset for the ages, toppling top-ranked, top-seeded, and undefeated Sam Houston in resounding fashion. MSU freshman quarterback Tommy Malott caught a touchdown, threw a touchdown, and rushed for two more scores as Montana State surged to a 28-0 lead early in the second quarter on the way to a 42-19 victory. The win helps Montana State sew up a bid in the semifinals of the playoffs for the second year in a row. It also means that MSU will host South Dakota State in the first semifinal playoff game at Bobcat Stadium since 1984. The state of Montana has not seen a Final Four game since Montana defeated App State in overtime in 2009 to advance to the title game. MSU's victory marked the first road FCS playoff win in program history. It also marked the first time Sam Houston has ever lost a home game in the postseason and snapped a 22-game winning streak for the Bearcats dating back to their undefeated spring season that saw Sam win their first national title. And finally, Friday in Harrisonburg, Virginia, the Montana Grizzlies ran into a buzzsaw. James Madison scored on a pair of big plays in the first half while knocking out Grizz quarterback Cam Humphrey before cruising to a 28-6 victory over UM. Montana's season ends with a 10-3 record. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. What up, Montana? Welcome back. Hope you're having a great Monday. It's Nuanas now. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Montana, new to Missoula. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. Or you can check out their massive inventory of trucks, more than 1,600 trucks throughout the Northwest, the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the region. You can check it all out online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Our conversation with Ty Gregorak, longtime football coach throughout the state of Montana, and now a weekly guest here on Nuanas now on the Big Sky Breakdown. Quarterfinals results. Montana season ends with a 28-6 loss at James Madison. Montana State carries on. The first semifinal football game since 2009 will be played in Bozeman on Saturday afternoon. Bobcats hosting South Dakota State after MSU took out top-seeded Sam Houston, 42-19 Saturday night in Huntsville. But I want to continue our conversation about Montana because the Grizzlies, in certain ways, looked like a flash from the past. They looked like one of the ferocious Grizz teams that we became so accustomed to and so used to watching on Saturdays in the fall. They looked like a Bobby Houck team from top to bottom for the first time since his return as the head coach. But they did have some definitive weaknesses, as you mentioned, before we went into the break. They need more dynamic play at quarterback. They need to get better on the offensive line. That said, though, a dominant special teams unit this year. By the way, they're going to be on the hunt for a new punter because Brian Buschini, who is certainly going to be an All-American this year, is on the move. He entered the NCAA transfer portal today. So we'll see where they go from there. Kevin Macias, also the outstanding senior kicker for the Grizz, ended his senior year by making 18 consecutive field goals. He'll be somebody they have to replace. But across the board, this Grizz defense had some spectacular moments. They started the year with a resounding fa- uh, win over Washington, uh, a, a top 20 Washington team at the time, who then struggled. But that's not part of the narrative at this exact moment just because it was at the beginning of the year. 
and uh, they got revenge over Eastern Washington. It was an interesting Grizz season. I, I This Grizz season stands alone in the Grizz seasons I've covered, Ty, because they were so awesome at times. They left so much to be desired at times. But all things considered, I think that this was a step forward for the program at Montana as just a matter of how they absorbed the loss that they suffered on Friday night in Harrisonburg. So what do you think of just the Grizz as a whole uh, coming into this upcoming offseason? Well, I, <clears throat> I think... I think you're right. It, it was it was a great season in so many ways. Uh, I, I personally, because you know, I, I, I hear from people, and I personally don't think they took a step back. Yeah, they, they matched what they did two years ago. They didn't advance further than they did. Okay, whatever. They went. They, they had to fly across the country and play against one of the best teams in, in the FCS football. All right, they've proven that. Uh, I, like I said b- before the break, though, I just uh, hopefully a game like that. Uh, you know, again, you, you, you evaluate every game. I mean, now the coaches are going to recruit and evaluate the heck out of the season. And, you know, hopefully a game like that, you just say, okay, if we, if we want to take it to the next level, meaning we, we want to make a national championship run, these are things that have to be done. And you, you've already mentioned them. I mean, I'm, hey, hey, listen, there was still, you know, there was still point. I mean, the defense wasn't perfect. They gave up some chunk plays and, you know, the, they got exposed a little bit too, um, but you know, like you said, special teams. I mean, Bobby's always hung his hat on special teams. Bobby's a, a special teams guy at heart. Bobby coached me as a special teams uh, young linebacker at, at Colorado before they left to Washington. Um, they, listen, they've got the right guy for the job, Coulter. I mean, they, Bob, Bobby. No question about that. I mean, he, he he's the guy. All right, and, and I think. Um, I was thinking about that. In, sorry to interrupt you, but I was thinking about that in terms of comparing no. to James Madison because James Madison, their financial structure, not to go all the way down the rabbit hole of the business side of this thing, but their financial structure is objectively different than what Montana operates in. James Madison's about 25,000 students, and they charge a significant athletic fee to all of their students. So they manufacture about $50 million for their athletic department budget that doesn't have to be earned with ticket sales. So I was thinking about how Mickey Matthews did a great job of building the foundation of that program. But James Madison's had several coaches since then, yet the, the team still looks similar. They still have similar strengths, and each coach seems to have similar success. And I was just thinking about comparing and contrasting that to Montana, where at a school like Montana, you do need to have somebody that is a good fit for the job. We saw what happened when there was a guy that wasn't a good fit for the job in Bob Stitt, and it did not go well, even though he did bring in a fair amount of talent. And so I agree, completely agree with you. Bobby Halk is the man for the Montana job. He he understands it, and I think that he has the vision for it, as well as anybody you're going to find for the Grizz. Absolutely. The guy, the guy bleeds Montana. He bleeds Maroon and Silver. His brother's one of the finest players to ever play in the program. They grew up Grizzly fans. They love the Grizzlies. You know, he, he, is, he is back in Montana for all the right reasons. We've talked about that earlier in the year. He loves it here. Uh, I believe, and I think you know that he's probably had another opportunity or two that he could have really uh, t- taken a, a close look at his sons on the team um, who, you know, I, what, what, a, what a, but I mean, I, I get to coach my kid in flag football and I, and I think that's amazing, let alone seeing my son, who's, you know, one of the, one of the best players on the defense and getting excited out there and making hits. And I mean, that, what an awesome experience for those two that they'll never forget, you know, for the rest of their lives. And so uh, again, I think, I think we don't need to beat the, the we don't need to beat the dead horse on, on this. I mean, it's they, they, they know they know there's a couple areas that need to be fixed, and Bobby will fix them. 
No question. And I think that that's, that's, where, that's what be, where you benefit from a loss. So tell me about that part because every single team at this level, their season is going to end with a loss except for one. And over the last 10 years, there's been two programs that didn't end their season with a loss. That's it. North Dakota State and James Madison. That is it. So, though, oftentimes the thing that helps you take that next step is the loss that you incur. The loss when you do sort of hit the wall, you, you see the Goliath that you, you couldn't topple. And so do you feel like that's an essential portion of this next offseason for Montana? Do you think that they will learn from what they faced on Friday night in James Madison? Yes, I, I do. And, you know, going back to James Madison, I mean, I remember going out there 12 years ago, culture, and going, wow, this place is impressive. They had invested a lot of money in their facilities. Their stadium was gorgeous. I mean, it's not the size of Washington Grizz, but, you know, you, you, you go there and you go, okay, I get why they are successful. And that's, you know, it's funny, 12 years later, whatever it's been, not the cut, whatever that was, uh, but they're still. There's, they're still there, you know, and I, and now obviously moving up. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, you spend all off season, you know, working on what was good, what was bad, what can be better, what you know, what looks good, and now you know, just taking it to another level. So, um, no, I mean, listen, it's it, that that sport, right? That's why that's why you coach, that's why you play. You want to you want to put a ring on your finger that says number one, and one team gets to do it. We know where the most dominant team in the country has been for the last decade, and you know all roads are probably probably still going to go through Fargo. Uh, but no, I, I, I again, I think it was a great season. Tough way to end. I mean, hey, listen, if they go and scrap and it's a you know it's a three point loss, it's still a loss. Culture. I mean, those, those ones almost hurt 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 just as bad. You know, they had they had they had some tough things happen early. Where next thing you you know you're losing Cam Humphrey and Sammy Cam, and you could just tell. I mean, think, things even hey, listen, Coulter. Even with those two guys, that outcome is probably the same. I don't know if you would agree with that. I agree or with not, you. But it's I probably, agree with you. It's it's probably a similar outcome, just because I think right now, right now, James Madison is just that better than Montana. That that Bobby Houck will, will get that change though. He'll fix that. Ty Gregorak joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Our conversation about the FCS playoffs, specifically the end of Montana season and a historic win for the Montana State Bobcats continues. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. 
What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuana is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. Northwest Motorsport, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Go visit them online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Ty Gregorak joining us here on Nuanas now, analyzing the FCS playoff round as well as just the state of college football in general. Today, a couple more entries in the NCAA transfer portal, including Cody Williams, a guy that Grizz fans will remember. As a true freshman, Williams hit a 55-yard field goal at the buzzer to lift Portland State to just their second win ever at Washington Grizz Stadium, the first win in almost 30 years for the Vikings. Back in 2018, Bobby Houck's first season, that result was one of a couple that likely kept that Grizz team out of the playoffs in Bobby Houck's return to his alma mater. Also, Brian Buschini, a soon-to-be All-American for the Montana Grizzlies. He's into the portal as well. Uh, Helena Capital product, former walk-on, who led the nation in net punting this last year. Uh, as of right now, he already has an, an offer from Nebraska. So wild times, probably the most impactful entries into the portal so far. George Tarlis, a two-time All-League defensive end from Weber State, who's a graduate transfer. Elijah Dotson, who led the league in rushing as a sophomore in 2018, and then led the league in all-purpose yards as a junior in 2019. He left Sac State abruptly four games into this year. He's into the portal. Control Haywood, one of the best returners in the league uh, at the University of Idaho, is into the portal as well. And Kobe Singleton, one of the best young corners in the league, a true freshman at Southern Utah, who had an interception against Montana. He's also into the portal as well. And so, Ty, I want to continue to talk about the games that happened over the weekend, but just quickly, just your thoughts on the state of affairs right now because early signing day is Wednesday. Can't believe it's already here Sort of crazy, uh, just all the movement everywhere right now, but particularly in the Big Sky Conference. Yeah, and, and you know, just going what you're saying on the on the portal. I, I don't. I need. I need someone to explain it. You know, the inception of the transfer transfer portal and why. And, and again, I was coaching college football when when the when the transfer portal came about, but. I don't know. Listen, there was always a way for a, a young man to transfer. All right, it's, it's not nothing that's happened for the last hundred years of college football. Kids have left programs to go to play in another program, but the ease at which they do it now I, is not okay. I just I don't I don't get it. Uh, you know, and, and I know I know someone can sit and argue with me. Well, why can coaches come and go, and the you know kids can't? Do you know why, Culture? Because they're kids. They're Eighteen years old. <laughs> They're 19 years old. Like, I mean, you know how many dumb decisions you make when you're when you're 18, 19 years old. It's true. I mean, I, I, I actually, I think one of the best rules that was impl- implemented, and it's been some time now, is the, is the the graduate transfer. Uh, that makes sense to me a little bit. I, I, you know, if a kid if a kid has been in a program four or five years, not getting to play, or or, or, or you know whatever the reason is, but he's graduated from the university. I totally get that one. But the ease in which kids are just coming and going now, I don't think it's okay for college football. And I, and I think I, I think it's going to continue to have a lot of negative effects. I think I think that's one of the rules. And, again, you don't even want to get me worked up on targeting. But I think that one needs to be reevaluated because it just does not make sense to me, and I did it for a long time. Well, the other reason the early signing day, not to go down this rabbit hole too far, but the, the other reason it's so detrimental too, though, it doesn't give hardly any cool-off time. Your team loses, and then the early signing days within the next two weeks, so you have no chance to really absorb it. It used to be the season would end. You know, you have some some exit meetings, then you have a Christmas break, then you come back for winter condo, 
And if you want to leave by that, I mean, I guess that there's just a lot of rash decisions that are made. But regardless, I want to end this, though, Ty, by coming all the way around full circle and, and talking about what was the most positive element of this game, or of, the, of this weekend, rather, and that was that despite so much adversity, whether it was Chase Benson going down in the first quarter with an injury, Ty Okada getting knocked out of the game, Troy Anderson playing with one arm, the fact that they were playing a true freshman at quarterback and Tommy Malott, who's making only a second career start, the fact that Isaiah Fonte has been banged up all year, all of that hasn't mattered. Montana State, despite a rivalry loss in the regular season, is the last team standing from the Big Sky Conference. It's a testament to their talent. It's a testament to their grit, especially with the coaching changes that occurred in the offseason. And now, for the first time in my 11 years covering the Cats, the first time in my whole lifetime, a semifinal playoff game will descend upon Bozeman on Saturday afternoon. Crazy, there hasn't even been a semifinal game in Montana since 2009, your last year at Montana the first time around. Uh, But well-deserved for the Bobcats after they beat the number one team in the bracket. It is, and I've I've used the word mature throughout the season. These guys, I I don't care if it's Jeff Choda at the helm or Brent Vegan at the helm. This is a mature group, and I I love the way they address the media. They, they, They look mature. They act mature. They've got a youngster playing quarterback. And, and, and the rest of the, the, you know, the leaders on that team uh, and the veterans, they, they've, they've rallied around each other. Because they, they, there could have been a lot of dissent. And, uh, you know, I mean, Coach Choate essentially recruited every kid into that program. Uh, and, and for him to leave, I mean, I, that could have been a major turnoff to a lot of these kids. And they rallied around each other. So it's, it's a, whatever happens on Saturday... What a fantastic season! I mean, it's just just true, truly, it's been a, a a remarkable season, and you can't help but but you know, stay, no pun intended, but stand up and cheer because it is a, a one one heck of a year that they're still playing football in the middle of December, and and uh, I'm fired up to I'll, I'll take Jacks to the game and excited to watch to see what happens. But just a mature outfit that that didn't let any excuses or or we'll call it the Nick Saban poison enter the program when, when, you know, with COVID and Coach Choate and could have been a lot of a lot of dissension, and they've done a heck of a job. He's Ty Gregorak joining us here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for being here, Coach Ty. I really appreciate it. Great conversation. We'll talk to you soon. Well, I can't wait. You guys, are you, are you coming over, Coulter? I'll be there. You know, we're bringing the whole crew. Everybody will be there, so it'll be fun. I'll, uh, I'll bring Jackson. We'll come say hi to you. See you, bud. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Ty Gregorak. Love talking to that guy. Awesome having him as a consistent contributor and the great stuff from both what's next for the Montana Grizzlies after their season ends in Virginia and uh, what's on the horizon for the Montana State Bobcats after they get a historic win in Texas. Thanks so much for kicking in with us here on Nuanas Now. This is the last week of 2021 for this show, and uh, so we're going to make the most of it, try to get all the best conversation, commentary, and analysis to you. Tomorrow, the schedule is going to kind of evolve because I've been on the road. I just started putting it all together today. Had to really scramble to get it all together. And uh, so tomorrow, 4 o'clock, Brent Vegan will join us live, Montana State's head football coach. And uh, we'll also have our Treasure State stars. And the rest of the conversation will continue to evolve as the week progresses. Hope you're having an awesome Monday. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. Thanks to all of our great supporters and listeners. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. It's Nuanas Now. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. 
At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 